All right. And for those that don't know, maybe this is your first time. I am Kathy Anderson, the owner of um, A&E Coaching Group. The A is for awareness. The E is for empowerment. And I basically believe that uh, making people aware of their resources or providing resources, um, that's how you empower yourself. Uh, just always been a gift of mine. Uh, I'm a reader and read a lot of different things. So know a lot of different subjects always have. So they always say I have an answer. If I don't have an answer, then I'm going to go look for it. But nonprofit, uh, that's my specialty. I actually work with small businesses as well. And many people that come to me have talked to me. If you started a nonprofit first, I will somehow convince you that you need to make sure you start a small business as well. Understanding that you do not own a nonprofit, right? Uh, that's one of those things I will say over and over and over again it is a public charity. So we cannot keep acting like we own these nonprofits. We don't run it alone. We should not be running it alone. Last week, week before last, we talked about how important and critical it is to have board members. There's nowhere around that is required um, because anything goes wrong or right. The board is held accountable or the one that gets the credit a lot of times. Um, so let's see. Like I said, so tonight we're going to talk about a budget. And that's one of those things I myself, I really don't like working with when it comes to the financials, budget, profit and loss, balance sheets, all that stuff. As much as I've gone, there's going to be transparent, okay? I have taken... I took accounting three times and it wasn't until after maybe a few years later that it dawned on me. I don't know what I was, I was taking something and it just, I don't know what made it click. And I realized that when you're doing, like you're on the professional side of things, the debit was like your business when you have a debit and the credit was like, your business. So if somebody paid a bill, it wasn't like your personal debit and credit. That's the whole reason I couldn't hardly pass the darn thing because it was always backwards to me. So by the third time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what they say and put it down here. I didn't understand it. And I got a B or an A or whatever. That's just the story of my life. Trying to figure out a way to pass and still don't know anything. But anyway, it worked. So I'm here today to say that if you are a nonprofit leader or working with a nonprofit, you can't get around this. You must, you must, you must, you must, you must have a budget. Now, we already know financial literacy is very slim. But if you're going to be a leader and you're going to have a nonprofit organization, how can you help your the people excel or serve people you know that and all oh, saying about um people that are from other countries and they come over here um sometimes we overthink things right if you make three hundred dollars a week times four twelve hundred dollars that's your budget and then what you have to pay out that's part of your budget so if you just started a job a lot of times you, it depends upon your age, um, you may have existing expenses or may not, but you should be aware of how much you're making versus how much expenses, right? It's just that simple. And I think sometimes we overthink it. That is a budget. All right. So as I was saying, I think a lot of times we overthink this budget thing. Um, 
is very important if you're looking for grant funding. Most of the time, they're going to fund your programs. When you have programs, of course, you have someone who either facilitates or someone who educates. They expect you to have a portion of it for administrative. Um, you need to have someone doing your paperwork as far as that day-to-day, -day, your onboarding, intake. If none of this sounds right, you know what? We need some education, right? A lot of free stuff out here. A lot of free stuff. Um, but if you want that focused, I still need you to do your due diligence in learning some of the basics. And all I am is a coach, consultant. I can advise. I can push. I can hold you accountable um, and just happen to have a little education with it to reinforce some of the things that you should already be a little bit familiar with, right? I know we all got in this. Most of us got in because we just had a heart. We want to help people. But once you sign that line or apply for that 501c3, it just took you up another level, okay? And, and, and there's, you can't say, I don't know what I don't know, right? Um, so, and I know that it's easy now to get the 501c3 back before when I did it, it was on paper and you had to mail that in to the IRS and that was hard. Now it's very simple to a point, but what they're expecting is that you already have bylaws, your board members, um, a lot of times I will get them approved faster because maybe you have some literature, um, your brochures, your um, some things that you're already doing out there. So they expect you to really do the work. The 501c3 is when you become more structured. And of course, anybody donating, they get their deduction as well. And it, it is that kind of free money in that respect. Um, but pushing forward for the budget. That's how important it is. You plan it. You don't plan it by yourself, um, what budgets are. And so um, I'm thinking about some of the nonprofits that I know about. It's a plan, you all. It's just like, look at a business plan. Some people get intimidated by a business plan. But if you look at it and see the portions that they want, if you're a new nonprofit, you're not going to have a whole lot. Like it's not going to be 10 pages None of that. You have to go buy a plan. If you're only running one program, what is it to have 10 children or five people or whatever it is that you're proposing to do? I think sometimes we're trying to replace our income for those who still work a job. Um, and unfortunately, that's not what this is. It's not like having a small business and maybe you can get a loan. They want to see the work being done. Now, I have to retract some of that. Black and brown is in. So there's a lot of assistance serving and being led, uh, a Black-led organization because of the disparity issues of, for whatever reason, a lot of times I don't care. And those that know me, I'll listen to you for a minute. But after a while, we don't really care the reason why. We got to just move forward because it's kind of offensive when you're trying to help someone and they tell you nobody's telling you anything. I'm telling you something. I'm teaching you something. And anything that I say, for those that know me, I'm definitely going to go to IRS and show you where I got it from. I'm definitely going to go to your state website and show you where I got it from. The purpose of you utilizing a coach or consultant, attorney, and all these other people is the fact that it goes faster, right? The time that you don't have. Well, I'll take the attorneys out and the accounts out because they are considered certified and licensed by the state. So they have to know even more. 
But that's the reason that you contract. And if you can't, you still, I mean, whether you do or don't, you're supposed to know the basics. So I was mentioning a business plan. I mean, it's the executive summary. And I'm going over this for a reason, guys, because it's no different than a proposal, which both of those have to have the budgets in there. Um, has to, if you've been in existence, I need it to be connected to an accounting software. That is the, it's, that's why they call it counting principles, right? Say you don't have a budget, you don't have a budget for an accounting system, there's wave apps, right? But once you start getting money, let's go into, there's Sage, there's, I know Oracle's very expensive, but there is QuickBooks, that's the one we most know about. And even within there, you can even get, um, sometimes you can find bookkeepers, um, they're all over the place, right? So there's no reason, but we still need to know. If we got $10 in there and we're going to use $8, there's $2 left. That's a budget. That's your financials, your profit and your loss. That's it. Even with a nonprofit corporation, which is what you all have. Okay. So um, like I'm not oversimplifying, but I'm giving tonight, I'm giving three reasons why it is very, very important besides the fact that who's going to give you money if you don't know what you need it for? Do your due diligence and find out how much books are, how much pencils are, how much. And please, you guys, use your resource. I'm going to put this in here because I want it to be 100% that everybody that has a nonprofit organization, they have registered for TechSoup. There's no reason, no reason why, and I think it's TechSoup.org. Let me, I'm going to double check real quick. And you say, how do I know this? Well, when you're in any industry, a lot of times you should get around pe people that are in that industry and not the ones that started. Um, get around some seasoned ones. You know, even if you have to volunteer someone where before you even start, um, do that. Get to know what you're doing on this end of things. Um, but here in Nashville, we have Center for Nonprofit Management. I know when I was in Atlanta, they have the Foundation Center, which is the corporate Foundation Center. You can search grants at their place. We have satellite library locations like here in Nashville. LA has one. I think Chicago and New York. Those are libraries that you can go in and research grants for free, but they still have information. You use their computers, whatever. We have no excuse. There's Center for Nonprofit Management or some type of nonprofit management organizations everywhere and sometimes they might be high level but at the end of the day you're literally there's people giving back that have run multi-million dollar organizations right so over the years i mean i try to make sure i learn something every single week um take these free even when you're just about to go to sleep listen to some videos um how to be a better leader all those things right personal development is really important it's one thing when you work a job but it's just like trying to transition from your business or transfer transition to a nonprofit full time. Now you, it's on you. All the things you complained about or was excited about with your job. Now it's you creating that culture. So this is TechSoup.org. Um, Everybody needs to sign up. Everybody needs to sign up. There's a lot of discounts within it. Um, a lot of discounts and everything just as it says tech, T-E. C H 
everybody should sign up for that. So I'm going to get into it because I said I was going to only do about 30 minutes or so because this is going to lead to something else that I'll make announcement at the end. Um, so basically, the three reasons why nonprofits need a budget besides the obvious. Number one, um, accountability, right? So it keeps you accountable. It keeps the organization accountable. It's like a roadmap. You know, how do you know where you're going if you haven't tracked it? So it is a way to track the expenses and the revenue. So when you think of profit and loss, you know, even in the form of maybe you're not trying to get a profit with a nonprofit, but you still need to stay where you're not overspending, right? You still want to get enough revenue. And the beauty of having a nonprofit is you can get your revenue from just getting general donations out here. Um, You can sell things. You can, it's a lot of things that you can do. And all of that is tax exempt. So that's the beauty of having a nonprofit organization because you are helping people who are in need. Um, And it helps to ensure that you're using resources effectively and transparent because again, you don't own the nonprofit. It is public, right? So everything that you're doing, accounting for, is public. If anyone challenges that on a higher level, if if and and they always say it's not if the IRS will audit you, but it's when they will audit you. So I'm trying to get make sure that the grassroots and small nonprofits that you have some things in order. So when that larger money comes, it's not a red flag. Like you've already put some systems in place to make sure it works. You already have a couple of people on the bank account. You already have a successor um, on your bylaws. So if something happens to the president, then the vice president takes over. Those things have to be done, right? So accountability, and, and, and it's kind of common sense, but it, it you need to have that. We all need to have that accountability. So basically showing that you're good stewards of the money that's being given to you, right? Not paying your rent, not paying your light bill, and oh, I'm going to replace it. No, remember you guys, this is federal, okay? Um, And I've been doing this for a long time and I've seen quite a few people get in trouble where they thought they weren't. And then when it came time, it could be five years, 10 years down the line. If they're auditing you and a red flag comes up, they can go back as far as to the beginning. So you want to make sure even your minutes, all of those things, have those things for real. And you'll find that it's less of a headache on you because you're not doing this by yourself, okay? So number two is um, planning, right? It's part of the planning process. Again, how are you going to ask for money if you don't know how much it's going to cost? It doesn't matter because a lot of times if I sit down with the nonprofit leader and we really go through salaries, let's see, youth program been coming up a lot. If I have a director, I need an administrator. You guys got to put this down, like put it in your budget. You need an administrator. Even if the grant that you're going for does not cover it, have the salaries written down. Do your due diligence. You can look on Indeed. Um, There's a lot of resources to show in your area what someone makes for that particular position, right? And you have a lot of leeway in that. Um, So if you set it at say administrative person, you set it at 18, but you can only pay them 10. That is $8 for in-kind donations. You want to keep it there. So when you do get the money, you can go ahead and pay that $18. Simple as that. 
Okay, so planning, having a budget allows the nonprofit to plan ahead and set realistic goals. That's when we get into SMART goals, and this can help them prioritize, um, or you all us, I should say, <laughs> prioritize um, activities and allocate the resources in appropriately because it's really important. Um, that brings me to, it, it gives you a clear vision to make sure you're not double dipping. What do I mean by double dipping? That means that if your program is covered, by a resource and you want to get twenty more thousand dollars you can't say you want that twenty thousand for the exact same thing that you're already doing for the money that you're already getting you see what i mean <laughs> so being really really careful that you are allocating the funds appropriately because if you can't account for them a lot of them want reports it might be the end of the first year the third year but you have to account for every single penny that was spent that they gave you um this is the reason i want to interject here because i hear often when people want to hire a grant writer can't you just take it on the back end no because if that that Unless that grant is for that reason and will allow a certain amount for a consultant or a grant writer, which many don't, but sometimes there's a position that a grant writer can take. For instance, myself, my specialty or my degree is, besides nursing, is also project management. Uh, because I work with grants for a while, sometimes I will go for grant management, um, especially when some organization is getting a larger amount of money. And Again, those are positions so they can be written in. But please, you guys, this is so important. And this is not rocket science. You do not need somebody with 10 degrees to look at your books like this. Like just to hook it up to your software. That's something you should be discussing when it comes time for your annual board meeting. Um, there should be a treasurer that does the report, even if it's quarterly and it's submitted to everybody, everybody should have access to that. So one of the things I'm going to do later is show you all how to use resources that are either low cost or free. Like Google Suite, you have to have, you have to register with Google. And I want to say it's the suite. It's Google for nonprofits. If you just look for Google for nonprofits, get approved there. I believe it's first and then TechSoup. Either way it goes in the directions for TechSoup. And see how they work together so all of this is for the purpose of validating and verification making sure that you are who you say you are that everything is up to date um because a lot of people are you know in the name of other organizations are raising way more money than you all that actually have the organization so these are the checkpoints that are in place because not everyone is honest out here in the world so we had number one was accountability number two that we were just discussing is really about planning. And yes, I went on a little tangent. <laughs> so number three, this is almost another curse word because everybody forgets this. You have to be willing to fundraise. That's the purpose of your budgeting. If you know that that grant is only going to give you $10,000, but you know full operation, you need $50,000 or $100,000, raise the money. And please, you guys, Let's look at what we're doing now. Like, I don't even have a nonprofit, but because I do a lot of research and looking for things and I'm always on the sites of a lot of the nonprofits, I have access to their pages. I had a sponsored ad just this morning that came my way and it talked about fundraising through 
what is it, vacation, auction? It was like an auction, but they use vacations as that. So I'm assuming, because I didn't download, because I would have had to put my name and everything in there, um, but I'm going to look it up a little later this week. But look at what's innovative out here. Look at other ways. We're not all selling candy, um, spaghetti plates, whatever. We're not, we're not doing that all the time. I mean, that that's still good, but let's get up to date so we can get more money and more innovative money because these people have done studies on these things. What are we doing now? We're not just selling candy. Maybe we can have the silent auctions, find some artists. We can have a silent auction there and not always just your artists that are just up and coming. You're a nonprofit organization. Ask some people of some status, right? If this artist sells their artwork for $500, $1,000 or more, See if you could get one or two and get a portion of the proceeds, if not all of the proceeds, right? For us that are black and brown, we don't have to just deal with people that look like us because either way it goes, it's about economic status. So your fundraisers, you're supposed to be getting to the people that have the money. General donations, the people that have the money. And how do they know what you're doing? social media, all of that stuff. So that was another tangent, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to stay on topic. But fundraising is critical. That is something that should be going ongoing. That's something that you could have a whole committee. You could have the people that you're serving. They can help fundraise. I remember being in school and we sold candy to get what we wanted, even if our parents helped us and took some to work. Or I remember in high school, we went on a um, trip to, um, it was all the way, Midwest and California on an RV with our coaches. He was actually our AP history teacher, but he took a trip every other year and students could go with him and his family, but you had to raise your part of the money. So we sold whatever we sold during the year. I think it was candy back then to be able to get that $800 or 500. I don't even know what it was, but that's how we raised our own money. So, and again, if you have an organization, guess what? You're teaching them fiscal responsibility, you're teaching them financial management, all the things that most of the time keeps us poor, keeps us struggling because we don't know enough or have not tried to know enough on how to excel in financial. So I got to say this tonight because it keeps coming up. If you have youth, if you have men who have been incarcerated, if you're serving women who domestic violence or anything out there, please understand you have to allow people to come in in these higher level careers, these tech careers. That is the fastest way right now to date to get paid very well. There's a lot of programs out here now. I even watch somebody on YouTube. And there's a six-week program for $400. And everybody that comes out, the lowest amount that someone has made is $60,000. That's not knowing hardly anything about tech. We can't go by what we learned 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, how we went through school. The, the, the nurse is not getting paid the most money. But now even with the nurse, add some technology in there. I've done other things that had to do with computer and tech as a nurse, because you still know what needs to be done within that field. So if you don't have the education or the know-how, bring people in. We have time out for trying to get paid 
and make sure that we have enough to pay those people to come in. Don't think everybody needs to do it free. Um, that can be your facilitator. And then once, say, a college student learns it, or maybe a young person under 18 learns it, or whoever you're serving, then they can become facilitators, right? And a lot of times it's going to be more loyalty, and then you scale up a lot faster. But we have to start looking, listening to what matters out here. Quit saying, I don't like tech. Quit. <laughs> so that brings me to this, you guys. This is what I'm going to do. Um, coming up Thursday. And I really, really encourage you to sign up if you want to go deeper, you want to know how to create a budget. I just kind of gave you today the three what the three reasons that is so important. And keep you out of the orange suit. That's what I always say. Um, and for those that don't know, keep you out of prison. How about that? Or having a fine because um, financial is serious. So um, first of all, recap, accountability, planning, and I almost grabbed my own fundraising because I actually hate it too. But it is what it is. I've done it. And it's actually easier sometimes when you don't want to do it, but you have a heart and you're just doing it for the people that you're serving and trying to get the funding in here. You'll get way more than you think you're going to get. Right. So it's a matter of consistency and all of that. So this Thursday, what I'm going to do at 7 p.m. online, we're going to talk about budgets and we're going to go through a budget. I'm going to use a budget template and give an example. Now, if I have enough people on or at least one person, we're going to take your nonprofit organization, if you don't already have a budget, and we will go with whatever your mission is, if whatever kind of programs you're doing, and we're going to create a budget. Now, here's the bonus. We're going to use AI. Yeah, no conversations about it, you guys. I'm tired of hearing that too. I hear the negative from people that just the conspiracy theories, the this, that, and the other, and whatever, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, if it makes your job faster, it still has to be a human being to make sure that it's correct, right? It still has to be. Uh, but I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> who needs to be an example? Well, you better get on that call first, <laughs> Miss Ross. Get on that call first. So we're going to go in with these budgets. I'm going to put a full pack, 45 minutes, and then 15 minutes for question and answer. So you guys, I'm going to put this in here. We are hearing all these things about chat GPT. You can't tell, you can't decide if a child is doing something wrong if you don't already know about what it is they're doing. If you don't, if you don't know what, um, for example, um, there's a lot of um, trying to think what they got, sex trafficking going on, a lot with the children. But instead of just keeping your children off of it, you need to get well versed in knowing what the codes are, what the what the what the um, yeah, the codes, the, the way they talk, the jargon. Um, how do you know that someone's older? Um, <laughs> it's here to stay. It's here to stay. It is here to stay. It is not going anywhere. We thought Google was going to go somewhere, right? That's the first thing we do between Siri and Google. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have to, whatever, whoever we're serving, get deep into it, you guys. And I'm going to actually have a talk about the innovations. Like, think outside the box. Time out for talking. If you really have a solution, 
you've seen something work and it's got to be on a high level now. And believe it or not, these children, people that's been in prison, they have minds. <laughs> we haven't challenged them and they can come up with ideas. They know what would have helped them, what might have kept them from going to prison or getting in trouble, going to juvenile or getting abused or whatever. We got to be in there. So what I'm saying is the government, meaning if you're uh, dealing with juvenile, if you're dealing with um, the ones that have been incarcerated, you should be getting all updates from Department of Justice. You should be getting all updates from Department of Labor because now they are offering uh, workforce skills and all of this. Now SNAP is paying for it. What is SNAP? Okay, we used to call it food stamps back in the day. But if anybody's under those programs, instead of you worrying about giving them money for that, let's tap into the programs that exist and let's just be a guidance of what they do next, right? So that's where you sit down and have a plan for them. Um, yeah, they slick, but we were slick too back then. We, we, we keep forgetting that we were slick too. Actually, it was harder for us because you didn't have the phone. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, we have to empower them too. We have to empower them and quit saying everything is wrong, everything is right, whatever. Because a lot of times if they see adults, we, we, I remember being a child. The adults were just as bad. They really were. And then it's overrated being an adult. So at the end of the day, we have to give them some tools. So if they make the wrong choices, they can jump back on whatever the route that they were on. You know, when you have money and it's legal, you can do a whole lot. You can move across, across country. You can you can do whatever when you're in trouble or something that's not working out. If the economy doesn't work out in Tennessee, you can go to Kentucky. You can go to Alabama. We're the United States of America, right, you guys? And that's how the... We got to keep talking to our children. We got to talk to other people like that, right? We have to be the village for them. So seven o'clock, my tangent, right? <laughs> I'm just going to put it up here. Let me see. It's NP next level to register for it. And I'm just only going to do this on Zoom. I'm not going to put this on live. If we do, we do it for about five or 10 minutes and then we're going to go off of there. So it is NP next level. That's how you register. I'm actually going to have it two times, but if you can be on uh, Thursday at 7 p.m., um, the next one is going to be Tuesday, but I have not put that up for you to register. I'll let you know ahead of time. Um, what did I put? Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at my little typo. <laughs> okay. So hopefully y'all forgive me um, on my nonprofits need budgets too. <laughs> But yeah, so we're going to, like I said, go over a budget. We're going to go over the templates and we're going to pretend like we're starting a nonprofit and we have a program. If someone comes on and don't mind, we're going to go over your program and go over the positions and how much they get paid, what I research, how I use AI. Um, literally, I can create a job description with the AI. And I've double checked it, I've looked on. Indeed, I've looked at other places. That's what I would do before is go on Indeed and just pick a few, go on LinkedIn and pick a few and figure out how I want to make it towards whatever organization I'm working with or my own business. Um, but the same thing can go. It makes a budget. It makes a business plan. I have done all of this stuff with AI. Yeah. So we're going to go deep in that. Um, I'm looking forward to it because now that I had to just calm myself down and say, you know what? I can't keep sending everybody to learn how to do this stuff. I know how to do it. So we're going to go through it together. Um, I'm sure nobody has any questions. 
like I said, MP Next Level, that's how you sign up for it. And let me go over. I'm trying to do a better job here of what you will learn, right? You'll learn the import. I know we went over three, but we'll learn the importance of budgeting for nonprofit organizations. Actually, by the end of it, you'll know it'll be a no-brainer. It is critical. Um, I just sent it in the comment, but I can do it again. It's NP, or maybe I didn't. I just got it scrolling across. NP next level. Yeah, there we go. So that's how you register, and it'll allow you to save it in your calendar and all that, so it'll notify you. But we're going to learn um, how to create a budget. I said that. Uh, key components of a nonprofit budget. So you And also, we'll know the difference. A lot of times, grants will ask for the program budget, and then they'll turn around and ask for the organization budget. Those are two different things, even though they overlap, right? So I'll show you how to do that. Strategies for maximizing the impact of a nonprofit budget. Tips for forecasting income and expenses in a nonprofit budget using AI. Yeah, it can even suggest to you what other components you want to use in your program. So you might start off with mentoring and you want to add some more of the STEM subjects for any, industry, I guess, group of people that you're taking care of, any population. Um, that would be important with putting STEM. For those that don't know, that's science, technology, um, some say English, engineering, and math. If you have a youth program, you definitely need to put literacy in there. And we're just talking about reading. And from what I understand, there's a high percentage of adults that cannot read. So please make sure whoever you're serving, um, they can read. Um, and there's free resources if you're not providing it there with your nonprofit. Um, how to track and monitor a nonprofit budget. That's important, but everything is going to be systematic. So it's all um, from QuickBooks, right? Um, what I'll do is come, I just thought about it. I'll pull up Wave apps and we'll just pretend from there and I can show you some of the reports and how it's like, wow, I'm a genius, right? No, you just push the button and say P&L and you got your P&L. <laughs> um, best practices for budgeting in a nonprofit. How to use the budget as tool for decision making in a nonprofit. That's really important. So a lot of times you're looking back at your budget previously, whatever you've gone, you know, it could be that year, it could be the three months. And then that makes you decide, okay, we might need to find something cheaper or we might need to add, we can add something. We got a little overage here um, because if you don't use all the money that a grant funder gives you, usually you give it back. So AI can help you decide what other programs you could use to be able to utilize that money sometimes. Resources and tools for nonprofit budgeting and financial management, same thing. I mentioned Wave Apps, QuickBooks. Um, there's some other tools that uh, you might be excited. I get excited about tools that make my life easier, right? <laughs> so that's the thing that you will learn. And so anybody that's on the call tonight and anybody that signed up, I don't have to hear anymore, what's a budget? What's a budget? I can't do a budget. <laughs> Y'all know I like to tease, right? But in all seriousness, you know, when, when it's time to go receive that money, when it's time to make sure the books are in order, um, I always say my, my dad used to tell me, he's my stepdad, but I consider him my dad, but he used to always say, trust no man or woman. He say, trust no man, but he trust no man or woman. At the end of the day, it's systems. 
And it's not even what you might think firsthand. We're just talking about people dying, get sick. People are going to be for their family. You're going to be for your family. If something's happening with your family, you're going to take care of them, right? That nonprofit is not going to come first. You got to understand that no matter what happens, if somebody quits, whatever, your organization should go on every single day. The only way that the nonprofit can continue to go on is that you have systems in place, that your policies and procedures are written. So you see where we're going with this? <laughs> so what I want to do later, I'm, I'm giving a little bit of this, right? All of this stuff is free. This is what I want you all to kind of grasp. If you want to put it all together and see how to get grant ready, that's coming up soon. I'm doing a 30-day. I want to see how it rolls out with um, my people here in Nashville that are part of the village, uh, which is one of the, our mayor's initiatives. And then with probably within the next month or so by, what is this, May, June? So by July um, or mid-June, I will run what I call grant ready in 30 days, right? So... All of these components that we're talking about, this is what we'll do in 30 days. So stay tuned and try to get all you can with the things that I'm talking about now. And again, I'm always going to have proof and proof since I've been on a job has always been that black and white, right? We don't go by what everybody tells us. We have to go by, in the case of federal, we go by the IRS and you read it for yourself. In the case of our state, we read it for ourselves. No second guess. We don't need anybody. Anything I say, you should know it as well. So this is what we're doing. So I hope that helps. I'm looking forward to it, Cheryl. I'm looking forward to it as well. Let me see. Let me see. Can you get on my executive committee meeting and let them know about the budget? For you, I'll do it. <laughs> Because I am so proud of anybody here knows Cheryl Huff. Oh, my God. I am so proud of you. I was so excited. Um, you're doing your thing. You, you're testing out some of the things we talked about because you already have a way. And most of you, if not all of you, don't play yourself so low. Like, don't play yourself down. You have a vision. The vision was given to you first. It's too many people that need help. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You have your new unique spin on it, but just be consistent. And you have to play all these sides. You have to get money from the people that have money. You have to go and, and listen to what the laws are and be a part of that. Don't slip on that, knowing what's going on in the schools or what's going on with the um Department of Justice, be in on that, right? And at the same time, you have to serve the community. But if you, I won't say duplicate yourself, but if you empower your people, they'll do better than you. But they still can't do without you. Might come a time where they have to, but in the beginning, we got to do the work, guys. So we'll talk about that. Um, Cheryl, we'll talk about that. And actually anybody else, because a lot of times some of you, and again, I acknowledge this is my gift and I've done it in nursing as well. Sometime I will come to board meetings and it hits differently when they hear it from an outside person, but a person that's still knowledge, cause knowledgeable because usually I still can challenge them on some of the myths that we've believed for a long time. And once I do that, then that makes you look good. And now they respect you and they know that it's business. I get it. I understand it because I would do the same thing. I would bring people in and I'm going to be doing that too. I'm going to bring some people in 
um, as I started a couple years ago, where they have specialties in. Let's bring an accountant in, a nonprofit one. Let's bring some people in just financial management because everything I'm talking about now, you can do it in your own household. Everything. It should not be, I'm only going to do it for the business or the organization and not for my household and not for my own family. Um, You'd be surprised what they're listening to because they go by example. All of us do. All of us go by example. So when you're winning, they'll jump aboard and you guys don't worry about the other people. We don't care about them. We don't care about so-called haters because even the haters, they're just watching your light. They're not watching you fail. They're not. They're watching your light and understanding if you can see some change and transition, help transition some lives, empower some lives, more people going to come aboard. And that's what we want, right? We want success. We want success for everybody that come in contact with us. I don't think anybody really starts off doing this just because they thought it was going to be money. I really don't. But, but corporations make money, you guys. So let's make the money for us ourselves. We got to have a family, you know, whatever. And then you still make sure you're taking care of the population. So that's it. So I am honored. I'm glad that I finally got myself together to figure out how to present everything and make it make sense. And then we go forward and I'm looking for nonprofit leaders. I'm going to do that still. So I'll reach out to some of you, even in the group. Um, I deal with more than just Nashville, but every now and then I like to interview a nonprofit leader and just kind of tell some of the wins and the, you know, biggest struggle. And um, that 45 minutes usually goes pretty quickly, but you'd be surprised who's paying attention, right? All right, you all. I am finished for the night. Yes, I am looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So you all take care and. Peace and love, nothing less.